welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. It's a super important show today. I mean, I like to think that all the shows on Dr. Carol's Couch are important, but uh, there is such craziness going on in the world today, and I do like to provide, I, I like to look at this show as a as an island of sanity, although um, I do most often rant about the craziness, but that, the point of that is to wake you up, not to be woke as it's being used now, but to wake you up so that you do something about some of the craziness. You know, we have this, this new pandemic. It's not COVID. It's a sense of helplessness that is reaching across not only America, but all over the world as people are doing outrageous things, notably these riots, these mobs, you know, that the mainstream media keeps calling peaceful protests. Um, but they're not, there's nothing peaceful about them at all. There's nothing peaceful about looting. There's nothing peaceful about toppling statues. There's nothing peaceful about um, killing and injuring people in their wake, you know, collateral damage of the mobs. Um, and at the same time, we're all supposed to be fighting COVID. And that's another whole area of craziness that's going on. Um, there has been a drug that is... Um, that can save people from COVID that can either prophylactically, you know, as a preventive measure or when people get COVID, particularly in the early stages, and that is hydroxychloroquine. And, um, and yet uh, politicians and are, you know, it's, they are using it as are not even Dr. Fauci, you know, spoke against it. It's all about, not getting um, Trump reelected. It's not about saving people's lives. And um, it's also about following the money. But before I go off on that tangent, it's just that I watched something this morning about that that has gotten me really riled up. The bottom line is doctors are afraid to prescribe it because for COVID because um, a lot of medical boards, a lot of politicians um, who are against Trump have gotten medical boards to threaten doctors with taking away their license if they prescribe hydroxychloroquine, which essentially means that these politicians are murdering people, people who get sick and who aren't being given hydroxychloroquine because, you know, the, some doctors are afraid they don't want their medical license taken away. Meanwhile, other doctors have, uh, have used it, have, gotten, have cured patients, are curing patients uh, at risk of losing their license, and, and other people are dying. Today I'm going to be talking about one of the things, though, that I mentioned in this whole stream of uh, my rant, and that is statues. I have been, uh, you may have heard me talk on this show before about statues, how horrible it is that, um, that not only how horrible it is that these mobs are toppling statues and defacing statues, even uh, statues of um, Christ, and not just... Uh, you know, people who supposedly had something to do with slavery, but even Christ. I don't know what Christ had to do with slavery, but perhaps my guests can tell us about that and all the other statues that are um, being toppled and defaced. Uh, I'm so happy to have on David Thomas Roberts. He is, um, he is doing something about it. He is not standing by helplessly. He has founded an organization called 2x or two times monuments, and he is um, has formed a nonprofit to uh, get people together who want, who are uh, able to, and want to provide their land to have a statue erected there, and people who are donating money to have to commission artists to make statues twice as much. In other words, to rebuild twice as many statues of the ones that have been torn down or than the ones that have been torn down, which is, you know, this is the kind of thing that Americans have done in the past, not necessarily in regard to statues, but in regard to it's the American spirit. It's not sitting there laying down for these mobs. It's doing something. That's the American spirit. And so with that, 
I would like to introduce my guest, as I said, David Thomas Roberts, as the founder of this. Now, he's also a publisher and an author and a serial entrepreneur, and he is the CEO of a Houston, Texas area technology firm founded, focused on telecommunications. But in my opinion, your biggest uh, gift yet that you're doing is this, um, is it, do you call it 2X Monuments or 2 Times Monuments? Well, it's 2xmonuments.org. Um, it's twice the monuments. That's just our shorthand for it, and we thought it would be easier for people to remember. But, Dr. Carroll, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on, on your show today. Well, you're very welcome. Tell me about, let's start with, um, before. I, of course I want you to talk about all the monuments and um, what they, <laughs> why, you know, why, what excuse people have been using to tear them down, um, each one of them, what they supposedly had to do with racism in America. Um, but but let's, I would like to start first with your story. Uh, how is it that you decided to found this, um, this organization, 2X Monuments, to try to do something about it? Well, Dr. Carroll, I just got sick and tired uh, of, of seeing this, and, and nobody really standing up, not even politicians. In fact, uh, President Trump is about the only Republican that you've seen coming right out, outright and saying try to defend these things. Um, but for me, it started in 2015 because after the, the Dylan Roof murders, uh, in that in that uh, poor church in in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, um, they started assaulting the Confederate monuments, and um, and I was telling people back then that don't think it's going to stop with the Confederate monuments because if you guys been if if the city and local leaders uh, bend on that issue, it, it won't be enough. Uh, they'll start coming after everything, and unfortunately, you can see that that's been the case. They're after. Jesus Christ, Christopher Columbus, Abraham Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington. We've seen 284 monuments since this craziness began a couple of months ago, uh, since the George Floyd uh, uh, killing and, and now the, uh, the BLM Marxist movement. Um, 284 statues have either been destroyed or defaced. And, and unfortunately, the Democratic uh, mayors and Democratic city councils that are in a lot of these urban areas uh, have been complicit in their destruction. It, you know, when they don't take them out in the middle of the night, um, they're allowing the mobs to, you know, have them please stand down and allowing them to be destroyed. So um, this was my effort, and, and I knew there was a lot of people that thought this way. I just felt like I needed to do something to save these monuments. So you founded this organization. You put up a website. And how has that been going? Well, it's, 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 uh, it's unbelievable. We've uh, almost raised a million dollars in three weeks and, and what our goal wow. is here, to just for your, for your listeners, is uh, we have, first of all, we have no paid staff. 100% of any, any dollars that, that your listeners give to us is going to go to replacing statues. So we've got efforts out to in, in cities where they've taken the monuments down. And, and really, this is not just limited to Confederate monuments. I just so I want your audience to understand that. It's any monuments that they've taken down um, that uh, we're going to attempt to buy those. Uh, if they'll sell them to us. Now, a lot of these cities would rather have these monuments not see the light of day anywhere again. And they're either destroying them or they're, mm-hmm. they're putting them. In Richmond, Virginia, they put the three latest Confederate monuments in the wastewater treatment plant, and they know that those chemicals with that bronze will destroy those. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah, so they're, um, they're complicit in having these, these, uh, the police department stand down on them. They're taking them down in the middle of the night. And do you know, Dr. Carroll, that in all these instances where they've been taken down, and even going back to 2015, we cannot find one single case where a statue was removed because the city fathers or the city councils or the state legislature put, the, put that out to a referendum to let the citizens decide whether those statues come down or not. It's always been these elected officials who think they know the will of people. And by the way, a Harvard-Harris uh, poll that was done last month showed 68% of America wants the Confederate statues to stand. 79% wants all the statues to stand. So uh, it, it's, it, they know what the public will is, but they are going to decide for the rest of us what, you know, because now all of a sudden they're the arbiters of history and they're more enlightened. And a lot of these statues were, were, were built by the generations that lived through these experiences are the direct descendants of the ones that lived through them. So if you take a Civil War statue, whether it's Union or Confederate, 
And a lot of these were erected in the late 1800s, early 1900s, when there were still veterans um, from that war that they had direct grandchildren that experienced that. And so now all of a sudden with this woke and cancel culture, we have this, these group of individuals that decided that they know what the purpose of those statues were, that they're the arbiters of history, that they're more enlightened than the generations before them, and they need to come down, and they need to come down without any public referendum. Uh, it's, so what is your, how do you explain what you were just talking about? Like, how do you explain these uh, mayors and governors and all that doing all this? Well, you know, I'm going to go back to the politicians for a minute, even the Republicans. You know, it, it's, and this has been this way for a while, is that they're so afraid of being accused of racism or being accused of being a racist that the pendulum swung so far to the other side that they're afraid to stand up and take a stand as a statesman on these issues and say, look, it's, it's not racist for, for us to ask that, that you leave the Thomas Jefferson statue there. If you want to put up a, a, a competing statue or a plaque or another side of the story, great. But there's no reason to tear these things down. Uh, it doesn't change history. So, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a, you know, look at Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago just two nights ago uh, took that huge statue of Christopher Columbus out in the middle of the night. Okay? The residents not, didn't have any say in that. And there was a melee there. Uh, with protesters attacking police the day before. Um, and so a lot of the, all these mayors are using this as a pretext that, hey, we're going to try to avoid the, the silence. We're going to take the statue out now to avoid it. But I will tell you right now, you will be lucky if those ever go back up in the same spot because they want them down, and they want them down for a reason, and they have no intent of putting them back up. But they're – okay, but that's what I'm asking. What – Besides um, not wanting to appear racist, do they have some other reason? Well, Karl Marx says, Karl Marx has a famous quote that says, uh, people who lose their heritage are easily persuaded. So if you look at, at, at these, and I'll be, you know, whether somebody agrees with me or not, if you do the research, the BLM movement, a lot of these anarchists, they're all Marxist, uh, you know, fascist Marxist organizations. They want to transform America. Their goal is to, to wipe out American exceptionalism. And these monuments are symbols of our American uh, heritage and American exceptionalism. And so this is just part of the remake, uh, trying to remake the country into the socialist Marxist state that they want it to be. And it's time for average citizens to stand up and, and, and take a stand and do something about it. And, and that's what we're trying to do. You know, um, I mean, I have been sort of railing about, uh, about you know, these riots and about, um, uh, well, even the statues, but you're the expert on that. Um, but, you know, about, like, trying to, uh, and, and, and students and so on, and BLM, I mean, believe me, I, I, uh, I have talked till my face is blue about how the um, BLM has been, the Black Lives Movement, matter movement has been taken over by radicals of all various persuasions, and yes, including Antifa and Marxists and all of that. Um, I, I guess, but I still, even though I've been talking about it for a long time, I have trouble believing or understanding how otherwise uh, sane people, you know, like, like um, even, even uh you know, even if they are Democrats, and yes, this really, you know, one of the, the most urgent um, points of their doing all of this is to get Trump out of the White House. I get all of that. But, but it just, I just have trouble believing that so many people, and including people uh, elected to high office, like mayors and governors, would really want this country to become Marxist, socialist, communist. Um, I mean, who, who put... What did they put in the drinking water? Well, I don't know, but even, you know, in a couple of days ago, you go back to Bill de Blasio in, in New York, was proudly quoting Marxist uh, quotes in defending some of his policies. I mean, you know, back when I, now I'm 61, Dr. Carroll, so when I was growing up, if you were, if somebody called you a communist, that was fighting words uh, when I was growing up. Even a socialist, that would have been, uh, you would never want to be, now, you know, a lot of these folks, they look at AOC and others in Congress, they're, they're, they're proud to be known as a social, socialist. 
and communism's out of the closet, and, and we better be very careful. Um, and, you know, this is what happens when people don't say things, and, and uh, you know, honestly, we, in our younger generations, we have a, a historically and civically illiterate society where most of these people that are riding the streets couldn't tell you what the three branches of government are. Um, even though they may be mm-hmm. college-educated, they couldn't tell you what the three branches of government are. So they have no sense, they've been taught through a liberal education, no sense of history, no sense of American exceptionalism, and um, that America was bad, its founding fathers were bad, and um, so it's time to remake the country in, in the image that they want. And, and man, we, we, better, we better wake up. Well, I mean, when I was growing up, um, in, whether it's in elementary school and in junior high school, high school, college, I mean, there was no question that uh, socialism and communism were bad, and, and they explained why, and they learned the history and everything else. Um, I must say that I have been shocked, uh, you know, in these, in 2020, I mean, as all this craziness has been going on, um, I have been shocked. To, I mean, I actually had someone on this show maybe a year ago or a year and a half ago or so talking about uh, colleges and how what kids are learning in college has changed and how um, it is, you know, you have to be uh, leftist, talking about leftist ideology and all of that and how, I mean, we know about how um, anybody who's conservative, any of the students who are conservative or the, the professor who just committed suicide, you know what I'm yes. talking about? Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. After he after he put out some tweets that the the students and the faculty decided were too, uh, you know, were were I were not um, uh, were racist or were you know were offensive, and they fired him, and then he committed suicide. I mean, the kinds of things he was saying. I haven't read all of his tweets or anything, but but I mean, you're supposed the college is supposed to be where you have an exchange of ideas. And that has just been changed. And I think the thing that, that, woke, that woke me up in a, in a certain way was, um, was seeing about how professors are uh, helping. I, I saw an article, I couldn't believe it, uh, how professors, like architecture professors, were helping students learn how to topple statues. I could not believe that. Well, we, I just heard the music. We have to take a break. But when we come back, we will be, talk more about all of this with my guest, David Thomas Roberts, who is the founder uh, and leader of 2xmonuments.org. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking today about the toppling of statues, which is really, um, 
synonymous or a metaphor for what is happening to America, the toppling of American values. My guest is someone who is not going to take it anymore and is doing something to stop this. And we all have to wake up from our helplessness, that kind of woke, um, and do something not only about the statues, but about what is the destruction, the anarchy of America, how it is turning into um, a communist country, a socialist and then communist country. Uh, you know, we're not going to have to worry about Russia, you know, taking us over anymore. We're going to be friends because uh, we're going to believe in the same thing if these woke people who are destroying our country have anything to say about it. And David Thomas Roberts has, be- has or- created this organization, 2X Monuments, um, to do something about it. And we're, we're talking with him about all of this. You know, you mentioned um, about how uh, the, the question of, about, about some of the examples of statues that have been toppled or defaced. And, um, and on your website, you have a whole bunch of them. Um, you know, I wonder if, maybe this is something you would like or your organization would like to do. Uh, a media, you know, it'd be great if a media organization did it to go, but everybody's afraid to get in the middle of these, of these, uh, violent mobs. But to go up to a mob in the process of toppling a statue and ask them, who is this statue? Um, and what did he do? You know, that's, uh, how is he racist? What did he do that you don't like? Uh, or even Jesus Christ, what did he do that you don't like? Um, have, has, do you know if anyone has tried anything like that? Well, most people probably don't want to get near these mobs when they're doing this. But, you know, I, I, and I'll use right. an example. In Austin, in Austin, Texas, they recently defaced a monument to the blues guitarist Stevie Ray Vaughan. And Stevie Ray Vaughan was known to wear this kind of this, this hat and a poncho. And, and so um, when they asked the people, when the, the local news station asked people who were defacing it, why they were defacing it, they, they said he, they thought he was a coloner, colonizer or a colonist of some kind. I mean, it's a Stevie Ray Vaughan. Hmm. He's a mu- musician, not, not completely apol- non-political. So I don't even think, Dr. Carroll, in some instances, they know what they're destroying or why they're destroying it. They're just, it's a mob mentality. There is really such a thing as a mob mentality. And um, they get whipped up and, and uh, uh you know, I mean, this stuff has gone beyond the George Floyd. I mean, it really has no rhyme or reason why how it relates to George, George Floyd. And uh, that's why I think there's ulterior motives under the people that are organizing this. So, um, uh, but, you know, there's, yeah, here's something. You know, nothing's happening at all to the 17 monuments that exist in the United States that are monuments. We have 17 monuments to communist leaders in the United States, including six, six monuments to Vladimir Lenin, who um, murdered people by the millions in, during the Bolshevik Revolution in uh, Russia, and yet there's a 17-ton, 16-foot statue of him in a Seattle suburb. And when you go to the city of Fremont's website to understand why that statue's sitting there, it says it's a piece of yeah. defending it as a piece of art. Of course, now the Robert E. Lee statue, the Thomas Jefferson statue, they're not considering those pieces of art. Um, but nobody's defaced these these Lenin statues and these other uh, communist statues that are throughout the country. Those have been left standing, haven't been touched. Well, you know, it's interesting because that really does speak to how this is organized. Because the general, the average mobster out there, you know, tearing things down, wouldn't know a Lenin from a licorice stand, you know? Right. So there must be right. somebody who's, you know, some organization that is telling people don't touch these monuments. Well, listen, they, they all use the, the Southern Poverty Law Center, um, which in its own right is a terrorist organization. Has You can go to their site, and this, there's 1,700, I believe, seven, almost 1,800 Confederate statues that are left uh, in America standing. And they've, they, you can map it. So these organizations, they, they made a resource where they can go map these things and then they can get on social media and organize whatever they're going to do. Um, so it, it is, is completely organized and it's supported by, by folks like Southern Poverty Law Center um, and Soros. And, you know, just it, this goes this goes much deeper than just the thugs on the street. I mean, when they're when they're staging bricks and 
and uh, things on on uh, at these locations. And I'm, I'm tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you what happened in Texas in the last two weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, the mob descended on the Alamo, and common everyday citizens took up arms and went to the Alamo to protect it because the police weren't there mm. yet. Police took 30 minutes to get there. Had they they had those armed citizens not arrived, who knows what they would have done to the cenotaph where, where the heroes of the Alamo are buried or the Alamo itself. And then here about a week and a half ago, Antifa showed up at a Sam Houston statue, an 86-foot-tall Sam Houston statue called Big Sam, uh, and they were pulling a, tra- a trailer with a bulldozer on it. And that, they met armed mm. resistance there also. So, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you what I tell everybody, and I talk about this every day, you're going to see bloodshed. It, it's, it's, it, this continues to happen. You're going to see the, the mob against armed militia, armed, armed citizens who are intent on defending these. I, I'll tell you, in Texas, they don't take to this lightly. So, um, you know, somebody's gonna, something's going to happen. It's going to be blamed on the citizens, but somebody's going to die over this. Well, you know, they already have. I mean, they already are dying in these various, from from the police, you know, the mobs going against the police and injuring and killing them, to um, to the couple in St. Louis, you know, who is sort of an example of Mr. and Mrs. America, as far as they, you know, they didn't shoot anybody and they didn't get killed, but they were being threatened with being killed. And they the mob threat said they were going to kill their dog as well. And uh, they started talking about rooms in their house they were going to live in and everything. I mean, this is an example. This is just what you're talking about. This, I mean, well, you're talking about protecting things, and, and that's great. I think I'm going to move to Texas <laughs> because that's great that people, um, I mean, not, I'm not, I, it's sad, of course. It's tragic that, that average citizens have to take arms to protect things that it should have been a no-brainer uh, for the police and to, to protect but um, but at least I you know I give them credit for doing that just like I give you a ton of credit for your organization to protect these monuments uh, or build rebuild the monuments. Um, you know, so t- tell us about how like have you're asking not only for money to help um, with the rebuilding, but you're asking for people to tell you if they want to uh, have the monuments on their on property that they own. And also, you're calling for artists um, who and sculptors who can build the monuments. Tell me, tell us all how that's been going. Yeah. So the the private landowners, obviously, if if we're able to, you know, we're making attempts to the city governments to purchase these if they'll sell them to us, and uh, to purchase these, and then we got to find a home for them. And so uh, we're trying to find landowners who who will donate a piece of their land in order to erect these statues and give public access. That would be our first choice, is, is private land um, with public access. Um, and, you know, most people own private land. They're going to do something to protect it. Um, so we're going to make sure that these monuments are protected. So for the ones that we can, that we can procure from cities that will sell them to us, and, and there's not many that will, um, you know, I... I the, the most famous one probably to date is the Robert E. Lee statue that came out of Pioneer Park in Dallas. They put that, it cost them 400 something thousand dollars to, to uh, take it down, and the city put it up for auction to recover its cost of taking it down. I participated in that auction. You had to have a $50,000 bond, and you had to sign a contract with the city that, that said that you would agree, if you were the winning bidder, that you would agree um, not to display it in public uh, in the city of Dallas, in the city limits of Dallas. So if I own yeah. private land and I bought yeah. that and I wanted to put it on, on my property and it was viewable from the street, that would violate that agreement. Now, I think that would have eventually been challenged in the Supreme Court. And I wasn't the winning bidder on that. It sold for $1.3 million and it's on a private golf course for a, a wealthy uh, donor. Um, but huh. a lot of these cases, a lot of these cases, they're, um, the cities don't want to sell them. Um, so we've got inquiries right now at the city of Houston, uh, Richmond, Virginia. They took three of those um, statues and put them in their wastewater treatment system because they know it's going to destroy them. Uh, we've got uh, feelers out, and we're only about a three-and-a-half-week-old organization after we got our 501c3. So things are happening quickly, and we're lining up donors, and we have sculptors in the waiting for those, those uh, monuments that have been destroyed. Um, we're going to commission new ones. And we've got some world-class sculptors that are on board with this thing because they don't like seeing art destroyed either. 
and um, mm-hmm. we're uh, we're we're in a com- right now. We're in the process of identifying what statues we can purchase and who will sell them to us, and which ones need to be uh, re-erected and recommissioned to to build from scratch again. Huh. And so, what about um, have you had people come forward to say that they would like to have it on their land? Absolutely. Uh, today, we've got about a half a dozen landowners so far that said, I'll take whatever it is, whenever it's ready. Uh, we'll provide public access. I have some. Um, and this is a secondary choice, but if we had to save a monument, if a donor wanted a monument and we needed to save it from, from a city who's going to destroy, destroy it, um, that we'd allow it to go to a private land landowner, even if it didn't have public access, in order to save it. But our, our first choice uh-huh. is, is for, for landowners that will provide public access. And uh, so we're getting a good mm-hmm. response. We, you know, our average donation is about $50, but we have some obviously some pretty wealthy donors that have, have uh, pitched in more, and we're getting donors every day. So um, the one thing I will tell people and assure your listeners is we, nobody, nobody here takes a salary from this. This is, a, this is a, an effort from our heart. Um, I'm not in it to make money. I, I make money a lot of other ways. <laughs> I'm in this to 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 uh, for try to save our heritage, and our history, and our American exceptionalism, and these works of art. And um, you know, I try not to be political. Unfortunately, it is political, but because it's political, why these are being destroyed. But um, we're in a mission to do it, and uh, we appreciate everybody's help. Yes, and you know, it is so important. I mean, as a psychiatrist, I can certainly uh, say that um, destroying, you know, um, symbols of history, even if it's, well, you know, there's that saying, not my saying, but um, a saying that he who destroys history is bound to repeat it. So if this is really about racism, which, you know, we all know that it really isn't, but if it were, uh, you would want to have, in a sense, the statues around to remind people, you know, we don't want to go back to uh, the days of slavery, for example. And yes, as you were saying, there could be a plaque or something that tells the whole story and, you know, all of that. You don't have to destroy the monument. What do you think is the reason why people are destroying uh, monuments of Christ or Mary? It's it's unexplainable. Again, I think the mob mentality takes over, and it's just a matter of taking down every piece of the establishment or the way the country exists today to remake it in in some other image. And so, um, I mean, the things that are near and dear to us, you know, a a crucifix or a statue of Christ, the Virgin Mary, burning the Virgin Mary, decapitating a statue of the Virgin Mary. I mean, uh, you would think these people are the Taliban or ISIS because that's what they did. Cultural yeah. terrorism. Yeah. And I call it cultural terrorism. And if you look throughout history, okay, this is the warning that we have. If you look throughout history, this is in every major revolution from the Bolshevik Revolution to the Nazis to the Taliban ISIS, this type of culturism, uh, cultural terrorism exists, and it's an effort to take everything that's near and dear to us and, and throw it on the, uh, the dustbin of history and, and to de- denigrate our heroes uh, to denigrate our religion, especially Christianity, and um, remake the country. So it, it's it's a coordinated effort, and uh, I just hope people will stand with us and, and donate whatever they can to help us uh, to save these things. You know, um, uh, when 9-11, I'm originally from New York City, and when 9-11 happened, um, even though I had moved already to California, that I, you can't take the New York City out of the girl. You can take the girl out of the New York City. Um, and so I have dedicated a significant portion of my work um, to, I call myself the terrorist therapist. And I have donated a lot of time and effort and books and videos and all kinds of things to help people not only to recover from the impact of 9/11, but to uh, but we're still under attack. You know, there are still people don't aren't thinking of this, particularly during COVID. But there are. This is a time when ISIS and Al Qaeda um, are are putting out lots of propaganda, saying you know while we're distracted with COVID, this is a perfect time, and there are going to be uh, terror attacks after you know um, well any any day now. I mean any time. Uh, as after we are sufficiently weakened with 
with not only with COVID, but with this cultural terrorism that you're talking about. And so, um, and so I have a, a theory about why, uh, why particularly the younger generation, uh, generations who were raised after 9-11, why they are so susceptible to all of this uh, socialism and, and communism, all of this thought wanting, going along with that. I mean, besides the fact that, of course, their teachers are teaching them that. But um, when 9-11 happened, um, it made people, all of us, feel somewhat, feel helpless, feel shocked that this could happen on our land. Uh, never before had anything like that happened on, on our land, even, you know, with all these world wars, the Korean War, Vietnam War, all of that. Never, it was never on our land. And so it took away a sense of protection. And the kids, the babies and, and kids that were, born then or grew up during that time with parents who were made to feel so helpless have grown with these, the kids uh, growing up under those circumstances have been made to feel like they need protection. And um, this idea of, you know, socialism, everybody being taken care of, everybody being fed, everybody being diapered, um, seemed... Uh, more particularly attractive to them because they were going by, they were uh, absorbing what their parents were feeling after 9-11. Well, I unfortunately heard the music that we have to stop for another break, but when we come back, I'd love to hear your opinions about all of that. My guest is Davis Thomas Roberts. His organization that he created is 2X Monuments, 2xmonuments.org. Okay, stay tuned. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, um, where we're talking today about the toppling of statues, which is ultimately efforts to topple America, with my guest, David Thomas Roberts. He is the founder of an organization called 2X Monuments that he has, he hasn't just stood around watching these monuments topple like um, most of us just, uh, you know, with our mouths open, right, that this could happen in our country. Uh, he is doing something about it, getting people to um, offer their land, offer donations, uh, artists and, um, and sculptors offering to remake the monuments, uh, and so on, to put two times the number of monuments up for, the, for those that were 
toppled or destroyed or defaced. So before the break, I was talking about um, why I think, um, as the terrorist therapist, (laughs) my strong feelings about um, why this younger generation who grew up with parents who were suffering from the trauma of 9-11 why they are so vulnerable, susceptible to believing that we should go socialist or communist. What do you think about all that? Well, yeah, I mean, um, first of all, I tell people all the time, Dr. Carroll, I said, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a more than even chance that if you send your kid to college, that you're likely to get back a little communist in return because of the... <laughs> uh, the, the uh, the universities, they've locked down free speech. You've seen that happen. It's been happening for years now. Um, so now, you know, if you, this free exchange of ideas, like you talked about, that's supposed to be happening in public universities, that doesn't happen. That's why you see things happen at Berkeley, and you've seen them happen all over, and they shut down. Uh, any conservative voices are going to shut down. In fact, I even went through this with my son, my youngest son, who went to Texas A&M University, who was uh, part of the young conservative group, and they brought in uh, – uh, Danny Glover to speak at an MLK breakfast, paid him $75,000. Now, Danny Glover, if you know anything about that actor, I mean, he's an avowed communist, anti-Second Amendment to the max. And the young conservative asked if they could have a, a competing voice, uh, one that the university wouldn't even have to pay for. And even Texas A&M, which is pretty much known as a conservative university, um, would not allow uh-huh. a competing voice. And this was several years ago. And on uh-huh. top of that, the university paid Danny Glover $75,000. So, um, and we raised, you know, what with the university, um, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's highly likely that your kids, when you send them to college are being indoctrinated into this culture, into this belief system that America is bad, that socialism's good, that communism, communism is even better. And, and when you ask kids this age, and I've done a lot of this, ask these kids this age, when I, when I ask them about socialism, what it is what their interpretation of socialism is, Dr. Carroll, mm-hmm. they, they equate mm-hmm. that to equality for somehow in some, some way, this has been twisted for them to think that by, by uh, uh, having socialism would be a more equal society. And, and the next question I was asked, well, what, what, what experiment in socialism throughout the history has turned out that way? I mean, most of us turned out into a bloody festival of millions of lives being lost. Tell me one socialist regime where it's been successful. Is Venezuela fixed? You know, they always want to use one of the Scandinavian countries, which is really is not socialism. It's, 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 they have a lot of social programs, so it's based on a capitalist system. So it's really not correct to say that Norway and Finland and Sweden, those are socialist countries. They just have a high degree of social programs, but it's a capitalist country at the heart. So, um, uh-huh. Uh, but not one of them can do it. They haven't been taught this stuff, and 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 so uh, it's it's our education system. Yes, yes, it's very unfortunate. I have been comparing um, Chaz or Chop uh, and these other protests that I knew I said, and not that I'm brilliant, but you could kind of I'm sure you figured this out yourself that uh, the fact that they let Chaz uh, go on for three weeks, you know, taking control of a police precinct in an area of the city, and so on. Um, letting it go on for three weeks, that there was bound to be, uh, there were bound to be copies of that all over the U.S. And of course, we're seeing that now. And I have called that Animal Farm. It is just like George Orwell's Animal Farm, where the pigs, uh, which I doubt, <laughs> I don't know if they're still reading that in college these days. They should. It's a classic. But uh, and even if they are, I doubt they sort of would compare it to what they're doing. But. Um, it's, you know, where the pigs, uh, animalism, that all animals are equal, and then at the end it turns out uh, some animals are more equal than others. I mean, yes, it, it always turns out that the people that, that you may think um, or you may be led to think that this is to have equality, but then in the end the people who are planned to be the rulers in the first place turn out to be the rulers, and then the, they subjugate the other animals. Yeah, what is it? Margaret Thatcher said that, that socialist for everybody but the socialists. <laughs> so the elite, yeah, the, the right. elites will be the, the elites are the elites no matter what. Um, <clears throat> they just want you know. You can see some of the stuff with the COVID stuff, like you see Dr. Fauci is in the stands for the baseball game, doesn't have his mask on, but you know we're all expected to wear a mask. And and 
uh, get fined and, and, uh, it's, it's confusing to people. I mean, um, to try and understand, you know, uh, you know, what everybody's supposed to do. And, and, and this is, that's an example, you know, it's, you know, mask for thee, but not for me. I mean, that's what we're seeing from the elite right now. Yes. Um, I mean, Dr. Fauci, I have been talking about him from the beginning as being the voice of gloom and doom. And, um, you know, that from the very beginning when there were the, um, the press conferences, you know, he, w- he always had something to say that was gloom and doom, even early on. And I would try to say how um, that, not that we should be lied to, although we were in the end, you know, but, um, but pessimism, stress, weakens the immune system. So really, all of, every time he would open his mouth or even just look there with his, you know, his uh, uh, drawn face, uh, like you're all going to die, saying you're all going to die, basically, um, that that was making us more susceptible, uh, weakening our immune system, making us more susceptible to COVID. And, you know, I don't know um, what you're, I mean, it's just this whole thing about, uh, hydroxychloroquine now. Um, I mean, not now. That's another thing I've been talking about for a long time. P- doctors, and, and it's in Texas, a lot in Texas. Uh, so you must know all about this. Um, where, where, because there were a lot of doctors in Texas, not a lot, because doctors are afraid to prescribe hydroxychloroquine because they're afraid to lose their license. But there are some uh, brave souls in Texas, doctors, who have been prescribing it and have had great success with patients. Um, and yet, uh, there is, just like with the statues, there is this same uh, attempt, you know, again, mostly to try to not, try to try to make sure that Trump doesn't get reelected, but um, it's killing people, basically murdering people, not letting them have access to this drug that helps people, particularly if it's given in the early stages. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of contradicting... A lot of contradicting science out there, and you know, so, and, but the average person's confused. I mean, I, 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 and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm one of them. I mean, it's just you hear, you can hear in the same news broadcast uh, conflicting information on the same subject. So it's confusing to people. Yes. Well, but the thing is, you know, yes, there were some studies and and uh, that had come out that were in medical journals that said that uh, hydroxychloroquine didn't work or it was dangerous, whatever. But the, first of all, a lot of those were found when they went looking for the data. There was no data. They were just fake. And then in some of them where there actually were real patients who were given it, uh, it was in their late stages. It was when they were dying already. And uh, these were patients who had underlying conditions and so on. So it really wasn't a fair group to test it on. But in patients, particularly those who are in the early stages, it does work. There are, there are at least two doctors in Texas that I know of who, are, who have been treating, you know, hundreds of patients with it with good success. And um, it's just very, you know, very sad that people are, are dying unnecessarily because they're not getting access to treatment. And it's just like any other medicine where, um, if you have to, if you, if the doctor gives you a, a form to sign, um, you know, to, to consent to it. And so people, I'm not saying that everybody should have it force fed on them, but certainly they should have the opportunity to consent. So that's another, uh, strange thing. I mean, it seems like there's not only are statues being toppled, but it's like, uh, there's an effort to sort of kill a lot of people. Like when Cuomo put, um, all the COVID positive patients into nursing homes. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But you know, that's, you know, and, and so, you know, when you asked earlier about, you know, that people stepping up and doing something about this, I mean, look at, look at what everyone's dealing with. They're dealing with this China virus. Um, they're dealing with, with the riots in the streets. Um, the stat, you know, the, the statues are a um, collateral damage that's happening around but you know, people are, are trying to get by and, and deal with this China virus, and and uh, um, so this is uh, you know what do the Democrats say? Just you know, per, you know, there should be no chaos. Should not we should not miss the opportunity when there's a chaos. However, Rob Emanuel said it, but you know what I'm talking about, where he's just you know take advantage of any opportunity you can when there's chaos to advance what it is they want to do. And so um, these monuments are collateral damage in the grand scheme of things because there's, we're, we're diverted with intentions of taking care of our family. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so tell people, we only have a couple of minutes left. Tell people um, again about your website and what they can do, the kinds of people that you're looking for. Well, uh, first of all, the website is 2xmonuments.org. 2x stands for twice the monuments.org. Um, it is a nonprofit. All, all, all donations are tax deductible. And so, again, if you're a landowner, um, if you're a donor, I mean, listen, uh, every dollar is appreciated um, and will go 100% to the cause of saving these monuments. Uh, we also want to hear from you if you have a monument in your community that's endangered or that has been toppled. Because um, I, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, it's happening at such a rate that we can't keep up with it. So we're dependent on people to mm-hmm. notify us if, if there's an issue or um, there's some cities that said, you know, we're going to take down a statue and then they've got 90 days. If, if somebody doesn't claim it and buy it or reimburse us for the cost of taking it down, it's going to be destroyed. And, and there's no way in every community we would know that that's happening. So please let us know if that's happening in your community and we'll do everything we can to save that monument. Okay, and again, it's 2xmonuments, plural, 2xmonuments.org. And there's all kinds Correct. of, you know, the website is great because you have all kinds of, all pictures of all the various monuments. Um, well, not all. <laughs> that would be a bother, yeah, but and a lot of the monuments. When that, up, that, that website is in the, in the process of being updated, so we're, we're actually going to be, you'll actually be able to see in the next few days the monuments that we're targeting You'll actually be able to see letters that we've sent out to uh, city officials and what monuments that we're trying to purchase. Um, and uh, a lot more information coming. We, we threw that site up to get, this, to get the ball rolling. It's, it's really rolling now. And uh, we're going to keep continuing. I appreciate your support. And, uh, Dr. Carroll, I appreciate you being the patriot that you are and, and just uh, so thankful that you had me on your show. Thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome. And, you know, just one suggestion. I think if, you, if you're going to be adding things, it would be good to add um, some names of um, public figures or politicians who you tried to buy the monuments from and who wouldn't let you do it, or like instances <laughs> like what you were saying oh. about the city that, uh, yeah. where they would prefer to put it in a dump where, the, where it'll be, they'll be eroded rather than sell it to you, those kinds of things. You know, call them out. Oh, we- Oh, we, we definitely will. And if you know anything about my personality, we'll do exactly that. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Well, thank you again, David Thomas Roberts, uh, a real American doing something. And we all have this within us. Don't get uh, cowed by the COVID virus or by, or by the mobs or by anything else, because really um, we do, there is still the American spirit living in our country. And David Roberts is an example of it but all of us have that within us. So thank you very much for uh, David Roberts, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 